Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. And welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Paul. It is great to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, uh, this is your weekly opportunity, folks, to kind of have a little mm-hmm. bit of Coach Rory tell you <laughs> what to do to How coach. To do we do these uh, podcasts uh-huh. and we try to keep them brief. We try to keep them on topic so you can listen every week and just kind of get a new fact to uh, get you going. So, Absolutely. Improve your skill set. Yeah. And we know that everyone that uh, listens to this has become an outstanding coach. Absolutely. Right? We know that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How did you start uh, really focusing on coaching to to really change people? Yeah. I, you know... I've, I've come to love it. It's probably the best skills that I've developed or, or helped people develop uh, since I've been coaching and, and working with the folks. But I was doing sales training, and it just wasn't working, and I realized I've got to teach the managers how to coach sales in order to make it work. And then once I started doing that, then it recognized that, guess what? Coaching works in so many areas, and it was having such an impact on, on the organizations and clients that I was working with. I go, I've got to help folks improve this. And you've helped people through um, public speaking, different seminars, working with organizations, and you've seen some real dramatic changes in organizations and individuals. Absolutely. I was working with a client recently, and the CEO goes, I don't know if you're ever going to change this guy. And, uh, you know, been working with this person, and all of a sudden he's made a a tremendous turnaround. I mean, it's a complete 180. Wasn't involved in coaching, didn't want to coach their folks. Um, And we did a survey of of his employees, and then guess what? came back bad and it was his come to Jesus moment. He went to the CEO and goes, what do I need to do? And the CEO says, Hey, why don't you start working with Rory? And, uh, we started working together and just a tremendous, uh, turnaround. I, I never really thought that this person would change. And, uh, the, the transformation that has occurred is remarkable. It helped his career, helped the organization and helped his life. Right? Yeah. And the CEO think the CEO said to me that turning that one person around was worth it all, even though I'm coaching awesome. the entire team turning that one person around was worth it all. Now, there are some people mm-hmm. who don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> there are. <laughs> and then they don't get to succeed as much. And then people who do listen to this podcast have to go in. And kind and, of fix it. And fix it. Right. They have to fix the terrible previous leadership. The the, 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 the TPL syndrome. Right. The mm-hmm. TPL syndrome. The TPL syndrome is uh, terrible previous leadership. And uh, I was actually doing a webinar for a client here about a month ago, and one of the people actually typed it in as a question. I go, that is an absolutely <laughs> brilliant idea. So I said, you know, I'm going to do a – I instantaneously knew I was going to do a podcast on that. And, and and here are some of the things that that absolutely terrible bosses do, and we'll talk about those in a second. And then we're going to talk about what can you do to be a, a good boss and a, and a good leader because that's the foundation of, of coaching is to be able to – the foundation of coaching is to be able to – work with folks, and turn the organization around. I mean, that's really the key of any great coach is getting the highest level of performance out of their team that they possibly can. But the bad bosses just, they completely mess it up. Right. And the performance is way below uh, their peers and way below average and way below people's potential. And they just, at that point, people don't leave jobs, they leave bosses. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when when your team suffers from 
TPL or terrible previous leadership. And there's a whole whole host of things that happens in that. And so I asked people, I said, what are some of the things that you see from terrible bosses? And one of them was just a lack of transparency. Just they just they have no idea what's going on, and nor and because of that, they begin to tr- uh, distrust the leadership, uh, and mm-hmm. that's and that's just a, a a bad occasion, a bad situation. Another one is the manager just never listens to his folks. Never he or she never listens. He or she never develops that relationship. They never they just don't hear them. And mm-hmm. so you know what it's like when you and we've all had it. I mean, when I interviewed, when I did the surveys for the the best boss book. Everybody had a, a an absolutely bad boss story. Only about one out of three people had a good boss story. Really? Wow. And and and, and I, I could have written a horrible <laughs> boss book in an, in, in, an, in an instant. I had to interview a lot of people to, to get enough good stories to make it work. But everybody could have told me an absolutely terrible story of of their worst bosses ever. And uh, and I should probably do that. I just probably yeah. ask people their best their worst bosses, but they don't listen. Um, Another thing that is dismissing other people's ideas or uh, using other people's ideas as their own. You know, an employee comes with a great idea and go, oh, I, I, that was mine. That was mine. That was mine. You know, and then that employee knows that they stole their idea. They didn't get credit for it. And so there's no way they're going to have loyalty for that boss. Right. It, the relationship's over. Um, other other absolutely terrible things are valuing um, experience over potential. And yeah. experience is great, but where's this person going? And, you know, as we talk about in this, you know, podcast, it's coaching for potential. It's not Mm -hmm. coaching for, you know, it's not coaching for who has the best experience. It's coaching for the potential and bosses uh, miss that. Another thing that really screws bosses up is having a huge ego. It's all about them. Yeah. Um, I love the Harry Truman story when uh, (laughs) folks would come up to the door, knock on the door and they'd want to see Harry and Bess hated it as his wife. And she goes back there and says, Harry, there's some folks want to see you. And he goes, oh, they don't want to see me. They want to see the president. And he recognized it, you know, know, whereas some presidents, uh, we wouldn't speak of anyone currently (laughs) in the office. Right. (laughs) We wouldn't we wouldn't do that. But some people's their egos are so gigantic that you know, the, the position is just a way to feed their ego. And so those are just... And in- that just really is dismi- dismissing to the entire team and doesn't raise their employee up to the potential that they could have. Right, because it's all about how do we make the <clears throat> boss look good rather mm-hmm. than how to make them, you know, how to make the employees look good. Like in one of the stories in the Best Boss book was, uh, I asked a guy, I said, who's your best boss ever? And he said, my best boss was more interested in promoting me than promoting himself. Says it all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely says it all because that that guy would take a bullet for that boss. Mm-hmm. They would, you know, they would do what can I do to help that boss be successful? Because they also recognize that bosses can do everything they can to help them be successful. And so that's the that's the key. And you've mentioned this several times on the previous podcast. It seems as though the people who are really focused on getting their employees to reach their potential, perhaps mm-hmm. a promotion, end up doing better themselves too. Absolutely, you know it. it when you lift all the ships, guess what? Mm-hmm. Your boat rises too. And, and that's just an important key of, of life. It's just the great paradox. People think that if we if we build up other people, we're telling ourselves down, but that's not the case no, at all. not at all. And when an upper management notices that, they notice when you have those skill sets to help build a team that's effective, then all of a sudden, guess what? You're going to be one of those people that on, on a say, career path, higher trajectory. Mm-hmm. You know, How do we make that career path trajectory higher? Uh, coaching is the key to do that. But you certainly want to do these things that these bosses uh, just talked about. Or uh, I love these things where the boss says, you know, just figure it out. Oh, my. 
<laughs> yeah. Who would say that to a person? But, you know, people said it to me. They said, right. you know, just figure it out. Um, you know, or your job is what I say it is. Oh, so <laughs> my goodness. Have you had one of those? I have never had a boss be that blatant. Uh, and But I've never... I guess I rolled with the punches better than most people, so I just never really ever had a terrible boss. I've had some bosses that were indifferent, you know, and mm-hmm. not and not great, but I never had anybody that was just absolutely terrible. You ever had an absolutely terrible boss? Uh, yeah, I did, and, mm-hmm. but it, I was it was like a part time job I had when I was in college. Sure. Um, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but I was working in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And someone dropped jelly in the aisle, as people do. I was the guy who had to go clean it up, so I cleaned it up with the mop. Spill on aisle five. Right. <laughs> and I cleaned it up, and then later the manager yells at me across the floor. The The store makes me walk there and points at the floor and says, that's not cleaned up good enough. I can find anyone to do better than this. <laughs> if you can't do any better than this, you can't work here anymore. Right. So after work, I went to another place, a department store, applied, got the job, and then went back and and quit. (laughs) Because he was right. Right. If that wasn't good enough, then I guess maybe I shouldn't work here anymore. So he lost someone as opposed to the opportunity to say, well, here's what you did wrong, and here's why. Because I was new as well. Absolutely. Here's what you did wrong, here's my expectation. He did one of these bad boss stuff. But he could have he could have used it as a coaching moment. Yes, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. you know, in the, in another broadcast right after this, we're going to talk about how to ask questions, and so that's a great moment right there, of how could he have ter- turned that into asking questions. So he could have brought you over and said, "Hey, Paul, I'm going to let's talk about uh, what happened. I appreciate the fact that you cleaned it up. You 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 uh, took the, the initiative to clean it up. You you know you didn't hurt yourself. You didn't get any glass right. in your hands and things like that. You yeah. kept safe, you know our safety record alive. Great light, you know great job." And let's look at the floor. Are you happy with that? And you probably looked at it just from the way the question was asked and go, right. not really. Because you probably, there was probably some kind of smear or whatever yeah, still there. It, it, but, well, it clearly wasn't to his expectation. Right. And I had no idea what that expectation was. Right. And, and he, 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 he could have said, hey, you know, do you mind uh, doing this again? Right. Um, and he didn't. And so, therefore, he completely destroyed your, your self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And another classic example, if you don't quit a job, you quit a boss. Mm-hmm. And exactly. And you ran out the door faster, as fast as you could, got <laughs> right. a job someplace else. Thank right. you very much. Right. And we're out of here. Mm-hmm. And that's a just a kind of a, a small example, but I mm-hmm. think it happens a lot mm-hmm. to people. Absolutely. Those type of things. Right. And and people just say the heck with it. And because he didn't know how to coach, he didn't know how to, to build up your self-esteem, he didn't know how to make you feel better. And you could have been an employee. If he would have worked with you, he wouldn't have had to hire another employee and gone through that process. And, and, and I bet he went home to his wife and said, oh, my God, these people are just terrible. Right. Whereas, you know, you probably went to the department store, did a great job. And that, that manager goes home to his wife and says, man, I'm just so delighted to have Paul with me. He right, just does right. such a great job. Right. And just that, that whole perspective of how, how they change those things. So um, those, are, those are some of the keys of or, or the worst things of, you know, terrible previous leadership and so let's fa- let's uh, talk about you take over a team and it's yeah. had terrible previous leadership the managers do those kinds of things that they you know just like uh the, you know aisle and uh, 
jelly on aisle five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's down there. And so what could it, what could a, a great manager do? And so I just wanted to kind of give some folks maybe 10 tips for being, Good. you know, a, a bigger, a better boss and to, uh, to be a bigger person really mm-hmm. in that, in that situation. And so, uh, in my best boss book, I had some, some 10 tips that I'm going to get, take people through in case they've had terrible previous leadership. What can you do? Uh, to address those issues. And so the first thing is to be big enough to accept responsibility for the team. Real leaders take the blame when things go bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it would have been great for him to say, hey, you know what? I screwed up. I didn't show you how to how to do this, or I didn't walk you through this process. Right. Do you mind if I take the time right now to show you the, the three steps to cleaning a, a, a jelly jar broken in aisle five? <laughs> right. If he'd right. have done that, it'd been a whole different thing. Completely. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't do that. So he didn't take the blame. He blamed you, and therefore you left, and now he's got to hire a new employee mm-hmm. and go through the training process again. Another key to being a great boss, and where terrible bosses don't do that, terrible bosses we mentioned earlier, they take credit. Uh, great bosses give credit give to credit. others. Uh, and if you don't give credit to others, you'll never earn their respect. And so that's the key, too. You didn't. That person didn't give any credit for doing anything right. Mm-hmm. So your respect for that person just was completely gone, uh, you know, in that breakup or in, in the, the jar and I of five. Mm-hmm. You completely disrespected that boss. Um, the job of, the, of a great boss is to make the organization look better. Your job is to keep to help others be successful. And he really wasn't helping you that day be successful. Right. And if he would have, then you probably would have stayed or you might have had a career in, in groceries. Who knows? Right. I mean, you know, a great boss makes you want to stay in a career when it was just a part time summer job. Um you know, coach your people's success. Tell them they will not fail you as long as they stay in the game. That you're going to continue to work with them to get them to be as high level, they, the highest level possible. There's nothing more powerful when I'm coaching folks to say to them, "I want to work with you and help you succeed to the highest level that you want to succeed." And it just completely changes the conversation. You can almost hear them go, oh, you know, you can almost hear that emotional sigh of. Okay, this isn't going to be one of these things where I'm in trouble or I'm, you know, he's going to, he's just going to say, how can we help you be better as a manager? How can we help you be better as a coach? And I would imagine you would need to make sure that you continually tell your people that because if they're used to being ignored and not having their opinion taken into account, Mm -hmm. then you saying it once is not going to change everything. No, not at all. And you have to say it over and over and over and again. And to, and to let that person know that you believe in them, that you, that you can do this, that mm-hmm. you have the abilities, the skills, the talent. And I've seen some people, you know, make tremendous change from where they were before. And the challenge to that is um, is the persistence at that point. It's the predictability. It's the uh, the power of predictability, which is an important key here to talk about. This is when a manager changes from being an indifferent manager and to then being highly attentive. Employees are going to be suspect, right? You know because Right. The, the, the power of predictability. You know, people work for a boss, and you know the boss at your grocery store was that way. Mm-hmm. So if he came back the next day and said, hey, Paul, I want to do some coaching session, you're immediately going to go, hey, I've been burned by this stove once. Right. I'm not going to get burnt by this stove again. Mm-hmm. As Mark Twain said, a cat will will jump on a hot stove, but they'll never jump on a cool one either. Uh, so once you've jumped on that hot stove, once you've been burned by it, it's going to take a while to get back. And so mm-hmm. that power predictability, that cat believes that that 
stove is hot, never going to jump on that again. Same thing with people. You've got to you've got to build that relationship over time and that power of predictability. Predictability. So when I'm working with managers who do change pretty significantly, I have to warn them that's that's the challenge you're going to face. Is people saw you this way before? Mm-hmm. Now you're going to be this way. You're going to be coaching. You're going to be more attentive. It's going to take time for people to believe you. And then you have to also take into account. The terrible previous leadership. Oh, absolutely. Because even if you're doing everything right, mm-hmm. they're still used to that type of leadership. That mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. Once you have that terrible previous leadership mindset, you're just going to make the assumption that, guess what? They Here comes another guy who's going to do the same, the same thing. thing right. Yeah. And, and, and some people, they have to have the job. Um, mm-hmm. I had a, an employee tell me here about a week or two ago and uh, was saying that the first three months she was at this job, she was treated so poorly by her colleagues that she literally went home and cried every night for three months. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm never going to do a job where I stay for three yeah. months and you know have to cry on my way home. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to have That's a chat. Sad. We're going to have a conversation about this. And so when those situations arise, um, you know, you've got to intervene as a, as a manager and get everybody to sit down and say, hey, how do we fix this? What can we do? Uh, what's appropriate behavior? Would you want to be treated this way? How how can we get together as a team and have that, you know, even if you take everybody out to dinner and just have a conversation, mm-hmm. that will lighten things up right there. But, you know, you, you also, as, as a, to be a great manager, you have to address those negatives within the team and have to be, <clears throat> you have to be willing to have that conversation. And it sometimes they're difficult. Yeah. Sometimes they're difficult. Um, so coach your people to success. That's the such an important key. Show your right. leadership by taking action. Uh, I love what Harry Truman said. He always his mantra was to uh, decide and act. And mm-hmm. yours, a manager, you've got to decide and act. Just sitting, hoping that someone will improve or hoping some problem will go away. It's not going to happen. You've got to take action to fix it. And uh, this one here is being an obnoxious optimist, and, <laughs> and and not not being obnoxious in a way that you're being obnoxious, but. You know, being optimistic no matter what. We're going to find a way. We're right. going to find a solution. We're going to find some way to, to fix this. And um, uh, that's such an important aspect. Another important key as a great leader is the negatives up and positives down. What I mean by that is when you're in a leadership role, do not complain about uh, your your fellow employees or coworkers to other fellow employees that are below you. Mm. You can only complain to higher-ups. Okay. Um, all positives down negatives up always say something positive to the folks uh that yeah. are ranked lower than you and, and then compliment your people the five s's Sh- make it short sweet soon sincere and specific uh you know you say gr- you know paul great job on the cleanup in aisle five everything looks sparkling loved it uh-huh. boom walk away that was short it was sweet it was right after the event occurred it was specific and uh, it's more sincere the more specific it is. So a compliment like that would work. And so I think those are the keys. Um, and then the other key is I think the last one I'm going to leave with, with folks is be a lifelong learner. Encourage your people to be lifelong learners. Because if you do, if you're a lifelong learner, uh, you're going to have a powerful team and a powerful organization. And they're going to see that you're learning. They also know that since you're learning all the time, they should learn. And that will help you be a much more uh, powerful coach. And you won't have the situation where you will, in fact, have TPL, 
right. <laughs> terrible previous leadership. Uh, and hopefully you're nav- never labeled that way. I hope all the listeners here today are never labeled as TPLs. <laughs> if anyone feels uh, some type of feeling that they're getting to be TPL, how can they get a hold of you? <laughs> right. We can stop TPL. <laughs> yeah. How can they get a hold of you to help stop them Stop TPL today. Um <laughs> They can go to my website, RoryRoland.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D, uh, RoryRoland.com. And I also have, uh, uh, obviously, this this uh, Coaching for Potential uh, podcast. Uh, but the Coaching Manager University is something I've just started. Oh, neat. And it's where we have online learning for uh, managers. And it's actually a 52-week program that they can do. And they can learn how to be a manager. So we take them through the whole process. So it's a, a sequential process that they can learn. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.